I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dumb. I'm your host, Andrew Schleicher, part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend, Michele Vera. Michele, what's up? Hey, Andrew. Great day today. I don't know why, but I feel uh, this, 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 the, like the um, spring is finally here. Yeah. Uh, we had like a very weird spring with like almost all day of rains and, and cold, and now it's sunny. So awesome. I don't know. I am excited. We have the finals, game five. Woo. It's great. Oh, it's it's huge. It's such a big game, and, and Durant will play tonight. And some of you may be listening to this after the fact, but, man, this is such a huge game in so many ways. And I I don't know, this Raptors, I have a lot of faith in this Raptors team because of the way that they performed throughout the playoffs. Like They have not let the moment be too big for them. And they're resilient. And they are focused. You know, they don't celebrate after they win games because they like is, they, that is great. They yeah. know what's in front of them, and they're going back to Toronto. It is going to be so crazy there. Like, I just cannot. I I would I would love to be there just to witness even just the Jurassic Park stuff outside, just to yeah. see what it's like because it's gonna be an unbelievable night there. And like we've experienced something not quite this big, but at least that game six in OKC in 2016 mm-hmm. had a had probably a similar feel, but like not as big because you're not winning the championship, you're just going to the finals. But like the optimism, and I just really, 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 really hope that the Warriors don't crush them tonight, and that they can go on and win because if they lose tonight. If the Raptors lose tonight, they're going back to Oracle for the final game in Oracle. And I just have a hard time believing that the Raptors can win in that last game in Oracle with Kevin Durant back. Um, I think that environment will be really difficult. And then you find yourself in a game seven. And everything can happen. Anything can happen. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. So, like, please go win tonight and just celebrate. Uh, That would just be... I think that's what most NBA fans probably want at this point. Yeah, you know, while I was watching the first four games, I kind of felt bad for the Warriors because I told you many times, like, I love when the non-KD Golden State play uh, their brand of basketball. And it's mm-hmm. very good. And I, I kind of like Steph and I kind of like Clay, And, like, I know that... These two teams have history, uh, OKC and the, and the Warriors, but I I can't help myself. They are great to watch, mm-hmm. and apart for from Game Two, they were not that team. And part of it is clearly the injury, but part of it, and this is the part that I liked and that uh, that entertained me, was that Toronto played an amazing defensive game. Oh yeah. Like they didn't have many lapses. They have they had a few uh, in game two, but in game three they really stick to 
we let everyone not name Steph killing kill us and we will do everything that we can mm-hmm. to um like to make others beat us and like they let Draymond Green shoot they didn't care particularly about Queen Cook and or uh others like they they killed Demarcus Cousin by posting him up like it was insane the the defensive job and the uh I would say the the um, the way they attack Golden State was so perfect. Yeah, they didn't rush into anything. They just executed all over, like every pos- one possession after the other. It was like a clinic. Like this is the way you beat Golden State. A book from Nick Nurse. Like it was <laughs> great. <laughs> it was, and their Nick Nurse is awesome. He's done such a good job of really just throwing so many things at the Warriors that they weren't did not seem ready for. And in mm-hmm. fact, like, they were frustrated by the end of the last game. Uh, the end of game four, they were just all frustrated. And some of it was that what Nick Nurse was instructing them to do, and some of it is that this Raptors team is super talented, they're really good, and they are really smart. And I think something that this Warriors roster has had over other teams in the past is that they're, they have players that are a little bit smarter than the other guys. Mm-hmm. Like you had LeBron James mm-hmm. and then like you had these like kind of like crafty veterans that had a lot of experience, but like you didn't have just brilliant basketball players. Like they've got Kawhi, they've got Marcus Saul, they've got uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, like all really, really smart, high IQ basketball players. And I just think that that matters so much. I think it's something that's probably overlooked to a degree. Um, yeah. And that's, that's why I'm just like, Please, if if the Thunder are going to use their pick, and right now it seems like they may not, but if they do, like, please, there's a lot of smart guys in this draft. Like, please just draft a smart player. Yeah, and they also have seven guys that can, and eight, if you count Norman Powell, which is probably the weakest link on defense, mm-hmm. they have seven guys that are really high-level defender. Yep. And I know that a huge part of... Um, Toronto success is Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. But don't sleep on the fact that they traded for Marcus All. That yep. is a completely different defender and offensive player from Jonas Valanciunas. Yep. Like, this is really different. And, like, their seven best guys are probably in the top 50 or top 80 defenders, probably 50 in the league. Like Kai Lowry, great defender on point guards. Fred Van Vliet, solid. He can really defend. Like he is not afraid to put his body on onto you if he has to guard you. Like Green, smart defender. Pascal Siakam, lengthy defender. Maybe not uh, polished as a defender. He makes mistakes, but he has like a very good body, a very good body type to defend. And then you have a Gasol and Ibaka. Those are great experienced defender. And then you have Kawhi, who is probably with Paul George, the best defender on wings. You don't have weak links. And if you and, and they are, as you said, smart players on offense. Maybe the the like Ibaka and Green are not the smartest offensive player. They are basics, but at least they can do stuff. They're experienced. Yeah. And and Danny Green will make shots. Mm-hmm. And Ibaka will probably, if you give him the right shots make you happy with them. 
Yeah. And as Zach Lowe uh, noted in, his, in the pod with Arthur and Kareem, uh, which is probably a must listen for any NBA fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, they mentioned about the passing of Ibaka. He's doing a little bit more than a simple pass. And when Ibaka can do that, he becomes a very, very good player. I remember when, you know, KC, he learned how to do a dribble and then a corner pass yep. on a pick and roll. That was a huge change for him. And he changed the entire offense for OKC. And so if he can do a little bit more than a simple read, like you have seven guys that can really play basketball. And not many teams have have those Mm-hmm. Ibaka was unbelievable in the last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was making reads that I didn't know were possible from from him. He was. Yeah, he had some just some big time sequences. He he's ready for the moment, you know. And these are guys that have experience against the Warriors too. You know, like yeah. Gasol played against the Warriors in the playoffs. Uh, Serge Ibaka has, um, you know, like that matters. Kawhi Leonard yeah. played a, has played a lot of games in the in the playoffs against the Warriors. You know, those things matter. Danny Green. Danny Green. He played like a lot yeah. of games against them. Exactly. Like those things matter. And they're not scared. And mm-hmm. I if I'm picking, I'm picking the Raptors tonight. I don't care if Kevin's playing or not. Um I, I'm picking the Raptors and I I think that it's a, just a giant storyline that I think we'll take a while to digest, honestly, you know, like, what does this mean? Like it, it is a, it's the beginning of a, of a new NBA. If the Raptors win tonight, I mean, it's a, it's a huge deal. Not only like having the NBA championship in Toronto, like that's a huge deal. Having it back in the Eastern conference. I know that the Cavs won it or whatever, but still it's just felt like the West has dominated for so many years but if Kawhi decides to stay and Kevin goes east, like the whole east versus west conversation cha- is starting to change and it's going to shift like pretty quickly if they're yeah. if you don't have the most dominant team in the you know NBA history in the Western Conference anymore it's like oh what do we ha- what do we have and who from the west gets there and if they do are they going to be good enough you know like it's a great it's it opens up like actual good conversations about the nba title again yeah yeah and you may argue argue that two of the best maybe with Kyrie, three of the best uh 10 nba players well you have them east and probably the yeah. two best player you have them east on well, Embiid, like what's your opinion on Embiid? you saw yeah. Giannis. i mean like yeah i mean i, I was forgetting Giannis. you may have like six or seven of the best 10 players there you have Embiid you have uh KD maybe you have Kawhi if he decides to stay you have Kyrie uh, I already said that I don't I'm, I cannot count uh but anyway you have many good players there and you yeah. and the league can really shift a bit the the west will still be crowded but you lower the floor of a team like Golden State that is what you want in a regular season you want the floor of a team lower so that things get more interesting in the playoffs i still think that a team with Draymond green clay thompson and steph curry fully healthy is probably the best team mm-hmm. depending on what happens uh, to the other western conference teams but you have to face kd and or Kawhi in the finals it mm-hmm. will be it will not be easy and so yeah as you said this can change a lot and can change the narrative of the Warriors, it can change the narrative of KDE. 
decision mm. because the decision was I'll go there to win a lot of titles. Mm-hmm. And if if you get only the one that you won, it's that a lot. I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's that enough to justify that decision. Because if you win four or five titles in a row, then you say, wow, you build the best team of NBA history. Mm-hmm. But if you win two, does that... Does that put you put your decision in a good uh, light, G- given where you where you left and where you went? Like it's it's going to change the narrative, I think. Yeah. And now that I said it, KD will probably win three games by himself, <laughs> and we'll all be oh, I'm so terrified so of that. Biffed and oh biffed my about goodness! That. I think it's that your it's... scenario. It's your it's your fault. Oh. You said that it's. Uh, the scenario, like it's, the it's my nightmare scenario, the nightmare scenario, and with dream scenario and nightmare scenario, Andrew, you went pretty well <laughs> up until now. So I hope <laughs> that your oh the uh, dream the, scenario is still alive. If they beat Kevin when he comes back, oh okay, that's a dream, baby. That's okay. great. Yeah, that's fine. That's what you want. No, the dream was being two two, and then Kevin comes back. Yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. So now it's. It's like Eddie can say, well, they were 3-1 without me, so I just lost the game. Yeah. They lost 3 So it's not dream, but it's it's quite okay, I think. Oh, it would be great. That's what yeah. I mean. It would be, it'd be fantastic to see Raptors fans and the Raptors. Like all those guys have really done the right things in their NBA careers, all those guys on that Raptors team. They deserve, yeah. they deserve to win it. It would be great. And like, Isn't it sad that Serge wins the title before Russ? Oh, just a as, little bit. As like the sixth best guy on the team, like fine, yeah. you know, like good for him. Right. Like he deserves, yeah. he deserves it. He he's been through a lot, you know, being traded twice, and you know, he's obviously he's gotten a great contract. But there's been a lot of people that have written him off, you know, yeah, probably including yeah. myself at times. I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't remember the last thing that I said about Serge before this finals, but it probably wasn't a good thing. That's like, mm. you know, props to him for the way he's played, and he, you know, he deserves it. I'm, I'm excited for him. I hope that he, I hope they win it. Uh, let's talk draft for a little bit. There's, there's a few players that we haven't discussed really much mm-hmm. yet. Uh, do you ever look at the Stepian.com? Uh, yes, I tried to look at it, uh, because I, I, I like, uh, Twitter. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll, I'll, I try to read, but to be honest, I pay more attention to what he says on Sam Vecini's pods mm-hmm. than, than the step in. But yeah, I know that it, that it exists. His rankings are so interesting. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't take, so Cole basically doesn't take the, NBA rumors into account. Yeah, he never did. So it just takes whatever players he like, and it's basically a top 100 for him yeah. plus needs of the teams, and without any intel that he can have. Yeah, this is just like I'm going to evaluate everybody, and then I'm just going to rank them, and I'm not going to let all the outside noise affect what I think, which is a yeah. very interesting way to go about it, and it's not like any other site. Um, mm. Let me just read you the top like 15, which is just super duper interesting to me. Zion's number one. He's in a tier by himself. So he puts him in tier. So tier one is Zion, nobody else. 
Tier two is Jarrett Culver at number two and RJ Barrett at number three. Mm-hmm. Tier three is John Morant, uh, Brandon Clark, and Jonte Porter, which mm-hmm. is probably all dependent on health for him. Exactly. He is, he is very interesting if he can be healthy because he is a very, very smart player. Um, that could make an impact on a team if he's not hurt. But he tore the same ACL twice, which yeah. is like the most terrifying thing that you could say about a guy that's uh, – how old is he? He's 19? Yeah, he's young. He was younger. He's younger than his brother, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, tier 4, Jackson Hayes, Talon Horton Tucker, this Iowa State guy who – I don't know what to think about him. He's six foot four. He's two thirty nine, and he has a seven one wingspan. He can handle. So, uh, and Andrew, he... I'm I'm really mad at you right now. Why? How can you say about the guy that is six four, six five, <laughs> with a seven wingspan that weighs quite a lot and has a big head? <laughs> How can you say that you don't know about that player and and you don't love him? It's it's basically uh, the same with the Burton. You're right. He is. And and to boot, he played at Iowa State. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so how can you say that? I kind of love him. He's only 18. He's one of the <laughs> youngest guys in the draft. He's like this blank slate of athleticism and grit, and the dude can't shoot it. Um, yeah. That's what scares me. But yeah. if you're – I mean, let's say if you're just a rebuilding team – and you have so he has him at eight, but you're yeah, going to be able to get him at maybe thirty-eight. Um, yeah, if you have a, a early second round pick, and you're a rebuilding team, take this dude, like the Hawks. Take Taylor Horton Tucker, please, and just see yeah. what you can do with him. Just see, like you, you don't know what he is, uh, but he's a. It, it's funny. Sam Vecini doesn't even put a position for him in on his mock drafts. He just writes player. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because he doesn't know what to do. With exactly. Um, which, yeah, he's interesting. I like him. Not at twenty one, but if the Thunder is you know trade back to thirty five or something like that, yeah, mm-hmm. like take him. Like, I think he's he's a guy that you would that you should take a chance on in early second round. Uh, Kobe White nine, DeAndre Hunter ten, Gojo Patatse. 11, Cam Reddish, 12, which is like, whoa. That's And then my guy, ooh, this made me, I felt kind of, I don't know how I felt after last week, after I just gushed about Grant Williams for like 30 minutes and like how much I loved mm-hmm. him. And like, I would love it if the Thunder took him, even at 21. I, It's a bit of a reach compared to where other people have him. But, you know, Coleswicker and his crew have him at 13, which is like, okay, that makes me feel better. Because I, I, I heard somebody. Oh, David Locke did a podcast where he talked about Grant Williams, and he said, "I don't think he's an NBA player." And I was like, "Oh man!" First of all, completely disagree. Second of all, am I just crazy? Like with, with what I saw, you know? Um, but yes, like, you're crazy because you're listening to to that podcast to get draft information. <laughs> information. So that's that's. I mean. I, I that's that's always a stupid thing to say because David Locke <laughs> knows a, a ton about NBA. But when when it comes to the draft, I have basically two writers that I trust, uh, plus my friend Lorenzo Nero, who knows a bunch but doesn't write in English, so it doesn't count for this podcast. And it's Sam Vecini and Mike Schmitz. Yeah. The others for me 
in terms of and, and like Givoni knows a ton about what NBA teams think. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have a guy that talks about evaluating talent, you have those two. Then there's Tricker, third. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to anyone else. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to, but it did it made me question myself for just a second. Just like, oh man, is that did I just miss it? Did I just miss it? But I knew I didn't because I watched him enough to where I was like, I, that, this guy's awesome. Um, yeah, there are things that you where you can say, well, he he waits a lot, and that probably is not sustainable in, B, in the NBA. Not because you don't want bulky guy, but because you have to choose between mobility and weight um, to a certain degree. Like Zion is a supernatural human being. Yeah. Deante Burton is a supernatural human being with an athleticism that doesn't match with his body type. Mm-hmm. And even him had to shed a lot of weight. Grant Williams weighs 240 probably. He can get to 220, 225. Those 15 uh, pounds or 7 kilos, whatever a uh, measure we want to use, can be huge for his lateral quickness and his jumping ability Mm -hmm. because if you go from a guy that has 31 vertical inches to 33 then you're talking to like about a different player 33 and a half maybe you gain two inches in terms of vertical leap and with his wingspan this way above seven feet uh if i if i'm not mistaken it's like seven one or seven one and changes uh you have a different player Mm-hmm. And so, and and the 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 jumping ability is the the probably the the thing that scares me the most. Mm-hmm. But if you think about how athletes can change in the NBA when they are trained properly, then it gives me hope. And if you have an athletic Grant Williams that can shoot trees, because he will shoot trees from the corners. Yeah, and maybe not immediately, but he has range from like. He has corner range. I'm not sure he has NBA, full NBA range as of now. And his mechanics is a little bit uh, slow. But you can play with it. I think you can play with it. And it's it's not Okiki, but I like him. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Okiki a little bit. I mean, Okiki is what I like. I heard about him. I did a really poor job in uh, covering the draft this season. I had like very limited time, but I tried to last weekend to to just look into guys. And then I went to Okiki, 6'8". Oh, interesting. Then I look at measurements, other measurements, 7 plus wingspan. Okay, that's interesting. Three-point shot, 39%. Okay, that's very interesting. And then I watched him play. And the guy is really smart when he moves he can shoot out of screens. He can shoot from the dribble a little bit. He is a very good stencil shooter. His shooting form is looks the same every time, which is very good at this level. The shoot the, the free throw shooting is a bit lower than wh- where you want it to be. Like seventy three percent is not great, but w- whatever is above seventy percent gives you hope about uh, how your three point shot will adjust to the NBA and. He does other things. Mm-hmm. He's a very good defender. Like when you look at him guarding North Carolina State guy and North Carolina guys, you say, well, this guy 
can stay in front of quicker guards. And he does other things on offense. He's a okay passer. He sees stuff. He's not a dumb player. And he screens for others. Like while he moves, while he cuts, he sets screen. He's not afraid to put his body onto other players. And when you are 6'8", with a good wingspan and a tough body, then you have something there. Mm-hmm. And he's a combination of a guy that can play the three and the four that that you need in this NBA. If you have like a quick guard, you can play him at the three. If you have um, maybe a, shooting, a center like Steven Adams, you want him at the four. But you... The only, the really, the real issue here is just his knee. Mm-hmm. He torn his ACL. Yep. It's a bit scary, but the way we like NBA players can treat their injuries, especially early in their career, gives you hope. And I think that if you can trade back a little bit and and grab him, you 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 really won the lottery. Yeah, he's a, he's super interesting, and if you're Again, it's going to have to be the Thunder have traded the 21st pick and they have acquired, I don't know. Phoenix won, 32. Yeah. Yeah, you get 32 from Phoenix. He's yeah. he's 100% worth it. And you give him time to rehab. And maybe he plays this year, maybe he doesn't. You know, he may... Mm-hmm. I mean, the Thunder have wings they're developing. But he's worth a shot. I mean, he's absolutely worth a shot if you're if you trade back. Uh, yeah, or you trade with Brooklyn, you trade the 21st for 27 and 31. Uh-huh. Why Brooklyn want to do so? Maybe they want to get to uh, to make a better offers, offer to the Pelicans. And number 21 is probably a little bit better than 27 and 31, uh, especially if the Pelicans want someone. Um, and so maybe Brooklyn would be interested in that. And yeah. you can then trade either 27 and 31 to to relieve you of Patterson's salary because I think that 31 um, – and it's basically the same as in value as Patrick Patterson's uh, salary. Yep. And so you can get a pick either 27 and 31 and then shed salary. This could be a very good move, especially if Brooklyn and or um, the team that wants uh, Brooklyn's pick – uh, like someone there. Yeah. But you can play with those things, I think. Yeah, you get 31. Like, you'll have a chance to draft a good player. Okiki will, oh, yeah. will be there. Carson Grant Edwards, be there. Carson Edwards who has worked out yeah. for the Thunder, is interesting as a as a scoring guard off the bench. He's, he's so small, uh, but he's strong, and he can really score it, and he's interesting. Grant Williams will probably be there or somewhere around there. Um Lugens Dort, who I I know that you don't like, but he's an interesting player. Will Why don't like there. him? Did you say that I don't like him? Yeah, just I just this we haven't really talked about him, but I've heard you yeah. talk about him in in small spurts that made me think you don't like him. Yeah, I mean, it, it fits the Thunder profile, but yeah, it's something that I think OKC already has. Like yeah, you yeah, have yeah. A, you have a player that is similar in Diallo, and, and I'm yeah. not sure you want to to put him into your development um, team when you are already developing a guy that, that has the same skill set. It makes sense. Yeah, he's a 6'4 guard. He played at Arizona State. He's really athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a bulldog defender, though, Yeah, which like yeah. makes me think like the Thunder are pro- going to probably take a good look at him. Like He's going to yeah. harass people out on the perimeter, um, and he's like, 
poor man's Marcus Smart without like the passing ability, kind of. Yeah, which uh, is a scary player to be, but yes. Yes, it's a. I mean, he could. He won't be able to play on every team, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's interesting. He's. I mean, he's more than likely. I don't know that he's like a long term NBA player, but if he works out, like he's. He's a guy that plays super hard, and I just yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I like I like that trade idea, where you're you get into the second round, you trade that 27th pick, and you offload some cash. I mean, I think that that makes sense for them. Uh, another guy that if they do keep 21, that the Thunder will probably look at. But I would, well, maybe I wouldn't be surprised if they if they took him, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, at a mm. USC six six wing. Uh, he's a freshman. He's he's one and done out of USC. He's he is super interesting. He his his falling stock as the more I look at it is just because like he's kind of a head case. You know, yeah. people question whether he works hard enough, if he's coachable. He's been suspended, um, and you know, I I think he's. He's very, very J.R. Smith, Dion Waitersy, in that he's gonna be a chucker off the bench, and he's yes, but he can really shoot it, and he's strong, and he's pretty yeah. big too, um, for a six-six guard. Uh, he's two twenty. He's bulk. He's got big arms. He's just strong, and he's gonna play. He's gonna be a secondary ball handler. Like every like, if you're looking for a cop, it's J.R. or Dion. You know, like that's who yeah. it is, and like or or Tyreek and uh, and OJ Mayo, yeah, that that were headache and played. They they had immense talent. Yep, and this is where a headache can go, and I think that is what is scaring teams. Sure, uh, but it doesn't need to 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 end that way. Um, I think that the concern is real, and. But but you you said it perfectly. I mean, the skill set that he has, the way he attacks the basket from the dribble, the way he can um, muscle players uh, near the rim because he's physical. It's it's really something that you can um, uh, that you can count on. And if you have a late pick and you have a good structure and you trust your development team and and um, uh, and basically the the locker room, um, then maybe you can gamble. It is a gamble. It's a, he's a, uh, I, I mean, he's a gamble. He played four college games because he was suspended. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and he shot the ball well, 41% from three. He's a gamble, but he's yeah. got crazy talent. And yes, he may fall to the second round because of that. Like that, I wouldn't, I would be a little bit surprised, but I, but it's also something that could happen is that he, he falls a little bit too far. Maybe, I mean, he'd be a nice, like if I'm the Blazers and you have a good culture, you have good leadership, you got a coach that's, you know, in place at 25, that's where Sam Vecini um, has him going at 25. I think that's a great spot for him that where maybe you don't pay, um, oh goodness, Rodney Hood. Maybe don't pay Rodney Hood. And I don't know that Kevin yeah. Porter Jr. is ready to step right in. Um, yeah. But he's a guy that's like – he's Rodney Hood-esque too. Or he's going to be hot and yeah. cold. He's going to come off the bench. He's going to score multiple ways. Um, and he's going to be a little bit of a head case. And so are yes. you re- can you deal with that headache? I don't know. Um, but he's interesting. And I think the Thunder – I mean the Thunder took – they traded a first-round pick for Deion Waiters. And so like to me like – Maybe they would look at a guy like Kevin Porter just for talent alone. Yeah. And he's super young. 
as well. And maybe you already you already said that, but it's uh, it's a two thousand. So yeah, he's <laughs> it's, he's he's really really young. Yeah. So you're betting on that as well. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody else that we haven't touched on? I need to go I, here I in think, a second, but I've... yeah, I think we should really uh, quickly say that Dylan Windler fits a lot of what the Thunder needs yeah. in terms of uh, a team, but it doesn't fit anything of what the Thunder look into prospects. Right, like he's a great shooter off the catch. He's a great shooter on the move, uh, but he, I don't think the Thunder will draft someone like him. Maybe they will surprise because they. They love the Brinus and Winder yeah. has a great touch. He's tall. He's a bit of a chucker, of course, because he was probably the best player by far uh, in his college at Belmont. Uh, but he played in the tournament and he was good in the tournament for the two games that he played. Uh, there's a lot to like there um, in terms of offense and the way he can space the floor for you. I, I, I don't have any doubt that he will succeed as a shooter in the NBA. There are other things, though. Will be able to, to make the right pass uh, and not shoot it all the time? Um, will he be able to to guard multiple players? Or he will be just, uh, I'll draft the worst player on the court. Hopefully, it's not too big. Yeah. Um, it's. I don't want to say that he, he is too similar to RJ Hunter, RJ Hunter hmm. which was drafted by the Celtics I think 4 years ago yeah, that's or a, something like that's that. It's actually a great cop. Like super skinny, can really really score it. Like has like a decent like decent height, decent length. Uh scored yeah. in multiple ways, played for a small college, played in the tournament. Um looks like he's just going to be a guy that's going to be able to shoot it for anybody and it turns out he was too skinny and just not built enough defensively to play the game. Yeah. And or wanted to to pass the ball to a higher level, which yeah. you have to do in the NBA. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying that he's that player because I think that he has a better physical profile than him. He does. And probably better better um he doesn't play with the ball in his hands. So that that helps. He he really loves to run through screens and he he moves on the court. He's not a player that just dribbles the ball and shoots it every time. Mm-hmm. But but there is that scary thing that where you are in a small college and you don't pass the ball too well, uh, maybe maybe you have a harder time adjusting to the fact that you will be the least talented player on the court on most nights. Yeah. Yeah, in 33 minutes, he averaged 13 field goal attempts per game, 54% from the field, 42% from three on seven attempts per game, 84% from the line, 10 boards a game, which is kind of impressive. Two, yeah. and a, two and a half assists, one and a half steals, half a block, 21 points per game. Yeah, I mean, he maybe, had an maybe incredible I'm, I'm season. Too harsh. Maybe I'm too harsh because there are many things to like there. But I'm not sure that OKC will draft someone like that. Maybe if they, they do a two for one. Uh, in terms of 21st pick for, I don't know, 27 and 31, maybe they would go with a pure yeah. shooter to help them. He needs but, to put on some weight. Like, he's not physical enough on the defensive end to, to yeah. be a Thunder yeah. player. Like, I think yeah. that I think that's a thing. I think that with this team and the way they want to play, if you're not physical enough on the defensive end, it's going to be hard for you to play. That's why, I mean, yeah. Brinus couldn't play for, for a little while, consistent minutes. And yeah. then what's yeah. a shame is that when he the minute that he could this season, then it was kind of all out the window with 
you know, his issues, which is so, so disappointing. Um, Don't make sense. I know, sad, man. Please. I know. But Windler's interesting. I, he's a senior, so like he's he's more of a finished product than a lot of these guys are. Um, yeah. What you see is what you get. Yeah. He'll be great. Like, you know, if you're the Pelicans at 39, uh, like that's a good pick. If you're the Mavericks at 37, like he'd yeah, <laughs> he'd be great for the Mavs. Oh yeah, Doncic will give him great passes. So yeah, 41 that's... for Atlanta. He may he may last until then. Like he'd be great. Maybe maybe so. Yes. Even Philadelphia, who just like needed guys, like Windler. Can, yeah. I think Windler can play. Like I like him. Yeah. He's just not. He's just not going to be a physical defender. He needs to put on more weight. Um, he's like one of the only one of the guys like we talked about guys that need to lose some weight. Grant Williams, like those those guys need to they need to slim down. Windler needs to get stronger. It's not like even with, with I don't want to say that Williams is fat because he's not like five percent body fat. Right, right, right. But he has he's too bulky. Yes. Like it's it's like Sam Ogilvy, uh, Shemi Ogilvy. Yep. He was too way too big. Like for if for Grant's size, gonna, yes, because and also uh, another thing. If you're and this is where I think David Locke went wrong is that like you you watch a guy in a in a game and you evaluate them based on what they're doing in that game. When they get to the NBA, it's going to be nothing like it, like nothing like it. The spacing is different, the game plan is different, the position. So you kind of have to like take like bits and pieces of what they do and say, like, how does that fit with an NBA team? Like, yeah. and how is that going to work? And knowing yeah. that that they're not like, like I get it. Grant Williams was a back to the basket score a lot of times, and he was just stronger um, than a lot of guys down in the post. And that's an effective shot for him in the NCAA, in the NBA, yeah. no chance. But like, what else does he bring? Like, he's tough as nails. He's got good touch. It takes him a while to get the shot off, but he can make it. Uh, like he's to me, I I think that he's going to be a, a role player even next year for a team um, mm-hmm. and he's going to do little bitty things. He's not a star, um, but he's going to play. So anyways, uh, I've got to go. Anything else before we go? No, you guys have a nice week. Okay. And maybe tomorrow, like we'll celebrate a oh. new champion. Oh, we'll no. know. Who knows? Now that I said it probably will, it won't happen, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I'm excited for the game. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can find McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barra. Follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. Follow our podcast at uh, Down to Dunk. Please leave us a five-star iTunes review. Oh, I did want to mention that um, So, little girl Ava, my neighbor, if you hadn't seen yet, she has gotten a 10 out of 10 match. Um, that's for that's great for her transplant which is a huge deal so that's going to be happening so if you uh will keep her um and her family in your in your in your prayers that would mean a lot to to them and to me um also that gofundme is still there if you go to gofundme.com go search for ava's faith through a plastic anemia there oh i just can't express to you the need that they have right now as far as financially it, it goes i mean it's been such a tough time for them and they still they need um they need support and so if you guys could help them out again if you've given you know a couple dollars here and there would be very helpful um so if you do that that would mean a lot to them um honestly like i can say that every dollar matters at this point for them 
And so if you would do that, that would be greatly appreciated. So just go to GoFundMe.com, search Ava's Faithroplastic Anemia. Um, you'll find it. You can go back. I'll, I'll tweet it out again today, and you can find it. So uh, have a great Monday. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday with Alex.